Moshe was a frumient, blessed with a good wife and a house full of children. He was a kretschmer in a shtetl, which belonged to a poritz, Count Todush Visoki, who owned large estates of forests, lakes, and villages and towns. Moshe was just one of many yidden who had rented various concessions from the poritz, fisheries in the river, lumber from the forest, distilleries, inns, fields and orchards. The concession of the Kadeshma which was held by Moshe came down to him from his father, who had rented it from the old parts. Some years were good, some years were not so good. It was not always easy to pay the annual rent on time, but the old parts was a kindly man and did not press for the rent to be paid on the first day of the year. The young parts, however, was not as patient as his father had been. He was always short of cash. He gave lavish parties to his friends, the surrounding noblemen, and though he had a vast income from his estates, he spent money as fast as it came in. The young Poritz was therefore very impatient and angry with Moshe for being late with his rent. It had been a not good year for the poor innkeeper. The summer was hot and dry. The poor harvest left the peasants with little money to spend at his inn where they usually would treat themselves to a good dinner washed down by a lot of whiskey and beer. And the winter was very severe, with snowstorms and drifts that blocked the roads and kept the village isolated for weeks and months with hardly a traveler passing by. Whatever money Moshe had put aside for the rent, he had to spend to feed and house his own family. When the time came to pay, Moshe came empty-handed to the parrots and asked for an extension, as his father, the old parrots, had given him. The parrots gave him six months to pay the rent. The next year was no better than the previous one, but fortunately the parrots was away hunting and traveling and only came back after one year. Now Moshe owed the parrots two years' rent, but he didn't have even half a year's rent. When Moshe came to the parrots yet again empty-handed, pleading for more time, the parrots ordered his servants to give Moshe a good beating and throw him out the front door, warning him that unless he brought the full rent on the first day of the new year, he will throw Moshe and his family into prison and take away the Kretschma forever. Bruised and heartbroken, Moshe returned home and told his wife of their predicament. His wife said, Moshe, do you remember some time ago a Jewish traveler stopped at our Kretschma and told us about a tzaddik who lives in Mezbush? Yes, I do, said Moshe. You mean Rabbi Yisrael Baal Shem Tov? Yes, yes, that's the man. Do you remember the stories we heard about him? He's helped so many people in distress. Take my advice, Moshe. Go to him at once. He will help us somehow. Moshe did not believe these stories about the Balshemtov, but he also knew that only a miracle could help them out of their predicament. And so when his wife urged him day after day, he agreed to go, for there was nothing else for him to do. 
No sooner did Misha appear in the presence of the holy Balshemtiv than he was overawed. His heart melted. His tears flowed freely. He told the Balshemtiv about his trouble, and the Balshemtiv told him to have faith in Hashem. Misha felt better even after that. Then the Balshemtiv gave him a silver coin and told him, At the next market day in your village, go to the market and walk around. When a peasant will offer you something to buy, buy it at once. Then come back to me and I will tell you what to do then. Maisha returned home with the silver coin from the Balshemtiv. He couldn't help wondering how the Balshemtiv could possibly save him and his family, and he told his wife this. But his wife had more faith in the tzaddik than he did. Maisha, do as you were told. You have nothing to lose. The following Sunday, the peasants from the surrounding farms and villages came into town to go to church. They parked their horses in the village marketplace. After the service, the market opened as usual. Maisha went to the market and began to walk around. Soon a young peasant approached him and offered to sell him a lambskin for a silver coin. Remembering the Balshemtiv's words, Moshe gave the peasant the silver coin which the Balshemtiv had given him and took the lambskin. He was quite excited when he got home. He told his wife what had happened. He lost no time but went to the Balshemtiv again and showed the Balshemtiv the lambskin. The Balshemtiv took the lambskin and ran his fingers through the thick wool. A remarkable lambskin, Moshe. You made a good purchase, said the tzaddik. Now listen to me carefully. Next week, the Paritz, Count Vesoki, is giving a birthday party. Many people will come and bring him a present. Take this lambskin and give it to the Paritz as a birthday present. Moshe went home looking quite unhappy. He told his wife what the Balshemtov had advised him to do. Can you imagine what will happen when I bring the Count this lambskin? With all the wonderful and expensive gifts he will no doubt be getting from his wealthy friends, my gift will, will look like an insult. What did the Balshemtov say? asked his wife. The Balshemtov said it's a remarkable lambskin and he ran his fingers through the wool. But to me it's just an ordinary lambskin. It's not even big enough to make a fur jacket for the poorest of peasants. Well, who are we to question the tzaddik? said his wife. It's happened exactly as he said so far. Have faith, Moshe. So the day came when the parts celebrated his birthday. Noblemen from far and near in luxurious coaches drove by Moshe's Kretschma on their way to the parts' castle, carrying expensive gifts. Even delegations of peasants came from the surrounding villages, carrying bread and salt heading to the castle to offer greetings and gifts to the count. The more of them Moshe saw, the lower his heart sank. If it hadn't been for his good wife, who encouraged him to take the lambskin to the parts, he would have forgotten all about it. But, with his heart low in his boots, Moshe set out for the castle with the lambskin folded under his arm. At the entrance to the castle, Guests and well-wishers were still arriving. Moshe stopped at the door, not sure what to do. 
one of the doormen wearing the Count's livery noticed him and said, Hey, Mashka, look at you. You brought a gift. Give it here. The doorman snatched the lambskin and led Misha into the entrance hall where he was told to wait. The doorman brought the lambskin to the parts, who was surrounded by his many noble friends. Your Highness, said the doorman, this is the birthday present that Moshe the innkeeper has brought you. The parrots took the lambskin and threw it back at the doorman. What impudence, that miserable Jew! The parrots felt ashamed in front of his guests and barely could control his anger. How dare the Jew bring him a simple lambskin? Throw him into the cellar and lock him up. I'll deal with him later. The doorman withdrew quickly. The guests thought it was funny and began to poke fun of the count. Wouldn't this lambskin make a nice Persian lamb coat for you, Tadush? said one of them. Or maybe a nice big rug for the fireplace, said another. A third one picked up the small lambskin and began to look at it. Look, he called out, what a remarkable lambskin. Everyone gathered around him as he carefully held the lambskin out, and their eyes opened in amazement. In the center of the skin appeared before their eyes a most remarkable pattern of words and letters spelling out Count Tadush Wisoki's name and his father's name and the date of his birth, surrounded by his coat of arms, all artfully woven into the wool of the lambskin. The parrots himself was most excited. Never in his life had he seen anything so remarkable. Bring the Jew here quickly, he ordered his servants. Pale with fright, Moshe the Kretschmer appeared before the parrots and the nobles. He was certain that the parrots was about to make an example of him. He began to beg for his life, asking the Count to have mercy on him and his children. Stop that, called the Count. Tell me about this incredible lambskin. Where did you get it? The Count calmed him down and told him that nothing bad was in store for him. In fact, the Count was well pleased and wished to know who was the artist who had so cunningly weaved such a wonderful pattern into the wool of the lambskin. So Moshe told the parts the whole story, how he had gone to the holy Rebbe, the Balshemtov in Mezbush, how the Balshemtov had told him to buy the first thing that would be offered to him in the market, and how finally he had brought the lambskin to the count at the Balshemtov's request. Now they all realized that the tzaddik, the holy Balshemtov, was behind all of this. They began to give Moshe gifts to take to the Balshemtov so that the Balshemtov would bless them too. The parts declared that Moshe the innkeeper's debt was forgiven, and from now on he could stay at the inn forever, rent-free. He proudly wrapped the lambskin around his head. What a beautiful fur hat this will make, he said. The parrots ordered his own carriage to take Moshe home, as Moshe could not possibly carry all of the gold and silver and luxurious gifts which had been given to him for the Balshemtov. Moshe's wife nearly fainted when she saw her husband step down from the carriage like a nobleman. He stopped at home only long enough to tell his wife about the wonderful thing that had happened to them 
and then he ordered the poet's servants to drive him to Mezbush so he could tell the story to the holy Baal Shem Tov. Thank you.